Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum. So glad you're here with me today. Guest on today's show is the two-time Hall of Famer, the legendary Booker T. Booker T, in addition to all his wrestling accolades, is the color commentator for NXT on USA Network on Tuesday nights. He also owns and operates his wrestling school in promotion, Reality of Wrestling in Houston, Texas. It's very interesting to get the first-hand perspective of somebody like Booker T of what's going on in pro wrestling, the past, the present, the future. NXT has its upcoming standard deliver pay-per-view on WrestleMania Saturday, April 1st in Los Angeles. Two big features there, Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes, the NXT Championship, also Grayson Waller taking on Johnny Gargano, as well as lots of other matches planned. I really get a kick out of NXT, and for me, it's grown into the one of the most enjoyable shows of the whole wrestling week, and uh, Booker T on commentary is a big part of that. So here we go right now with Booker T. So honored to have with me the two-time WWE Hall of Famer, five-time WCW champion, former world champion, and the voice of NXT, the one and only Booker T. Booker, welcome to Under the Ring. Six-time world champ. Six-time. Six-time, five-time WCW champ, one-time WWE. So there we go. Uh, So 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 glad you're with me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversation. Thanks so much. Let Let's start with NXT. You're now on that show every week. I get a real kick out of watching that show. Uh, It's become really good in a very short period of time. What are you enjoying about it, and what stands out to you about being in NXT every week? You know, it's kind of like my school. You know, a bunch of young guys trying to make their way through this business, trying to feel, you know, their way through the land. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing talent. That, that's the that's the one thing that stands out more than anything. That uh, these young guys are like on another level um, as far as talent goes, um, and trying to hone that talent into something um, is is what I like about uh, being here at NXT uh, more than anything, working with the young minds, you know, uh, you know, having them being able to pick my brain, you know, talk about the, uh, you know, the what works in the business, the what not to do's. Um, that's what's really cool about me to actually see them make real mistakes in real time. And I can actually speak on it in real time. And then they come talk to me about, Hey, what were you talking about? You know, uh, about there. And then we can actually um, go over it and then they go, Oh yeah. So for me, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's pretty awesome. I'm having a real good time listening to you on the commentary too. Are you enjoying getting back doing that again? Uh, you know, I love doing commentary um, like like I do it now, you know, because it's my style. It's a little different than being on the main roster. I don't have to be so politically correct or anything like that. Um, it's a different flavor um, uh, as well. Um, I don't do it like most. Uh, I, don't, I don't talk like most, which, which is the beauty of it. Uh, because I, I always thought about wrestling um you know when i was doing it i always you know tried to take it as serious as i possibly could but i always wanted to have some fun at the same time and and i try i try to think about that when i do commentary is um of course we gotta you know you know cross our t's and you know um dot our eyes but we gotta we got to make this show entertaining and fun. Somebody got to be laughing at certain points because if they're not um we're not doing our jobs very good. Now, looking specifically at the uh, stand and deliver, uh, the upcoming Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker match, I, I think that could be one of the better wrestling matches on a completely stacked weekend of stuff. How do you sum up both of those guys, and what are you expecting from that match? You know, just to use a you know quote, you know from Booker T, it's going to be hotter than that Cholula Green. 
<laughs> you know, uh, come, come uh, WrestleMania weekend with those two guys because, uh, you know, those two guys, they, they want the same thing. They want the same thing. They want they want to be the best. I know I want to be better than the guy that was standing across from me. And I know both of those guys have that same feeling, which is going to make the best of competition. I know when I, I stood across from Scott Steiner, you know, back in WCW, I knew his background. I knew uh, his wrestling pedigree. But I wanted to go out and beat the hell out of Scott Steiner every time I had a chance. And I'm sure Carmelo Hayes is going to feel that way about Braun Breaker. Braun is going to feel that way about Carmelo Hayes because both of those guys want to be the best here in NXT. But it's not just about NXT. It's about making it to that next level. And um, hopefully uh, on that night, uh, stand to deliver, they will prove to the world that they are both ready um, to take on that task. One thing that's cool for me, too, is I had the opportunity to see Carmelo Hayes before he was uh, part of the WWE on the uh, in Northeast Wrestling up here. In, uh, I, I'm in, based out of Poughkeepsie, New York. So I've seen him many times through there and just knowing what a great talent he is and seeing how that reflected so well onto, you know, coming into the WWE, too, has been has been just great for me to see. Um, so we, we had Roxanne Perez on the show uh, a few weeks ago, uh, around the time of Vengeance Day, actually, in Charlotte. Uh, what has it been like for you to see her progress up close in NXT? And you obviously have worked with her, trained her for a long time. When did, when did it really click for her in your eyes? I think it clicked day one with Roxanne. <laughs> Even though she was only 16 years old, she was like, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of, you know, the the 20-year-olds and the 25-year-olds. It was amazing. Um, and she was just a student of the game. Um, Roxanne, she learned all the little bitty things uh, about the wrestling business, not just, the, not just the moves or anything like that, but she knows how to take the engine, you know, apart and put it back together exactly the same way. And that's what, uh, you know, I think, you know, that's just the training, uh, um, you know, one thing. But I, I think it's her wanting it more, than anyone as well. I don't think you get to that position without wanting it more than the, the next person, you know, and um, I think that's what's enabled her to, you know, be, you know, so great so soon. And the thing now is just, you know, staying focused, understanding that this is just the beginning. This is just the tip of the iceberg. So um, I'm just, uh, I'm proud. I'm really proud of her. And it's fun to be able to see you commentate on her matches too, and see that genuine emotion that you have watching her. And you know, you can really feel that as a fan of just how excited you are, you know, to see her success. What what was it like being there when she beat Mandy Rose? Oh man, uh, I break down crying in a heartbeat <laughs> <laughs> at the drop of a hat. Uh, but it was it was great uh, to see her uh, capture the uh, NXT Championship from Mandy. Uh, of course, Mandy had done so much, you know, for the division. And then, you know, to see the next generation, which is Roxanne Perez, someone who I had such a big part in, you know, trying to get to this point. Yeah, it was it was it was, it was a surreal moment. Um, I, I didn't know whether to get up and go and congratulate her and give her a hug, uh, sit at the desk and, you know, try to compose myself and just still be the commentator. <laughs> It was one of those moments, you know, somebody had to buzz me to actually go up and give her a hug. And I waited to, I made sure, you know, she was off the air before I did it, you know, because I just wanted to make sure she had that moment and know that that moment was hers. And that moment, you know, was 
was something that she deserves. She did that all on her own. I had nothing to do with that. Zero. Um, and I just wanted her to uh, have that feeling and know that. Very good. How much does development and training, I know you have the reality wrestling in uh, Houston and you're with NXT every week. How much does that kind of differ from the situation you and your brother had breaking into the business with uh, like Polish power, Ivan Putski and Cowboy Scott Casey back in the day. I, I didn't realize until recently, I think you guys had Tony Norris, uh, Ahmed Johnson with you back then when you were breaking in too. Um, I, I used to watch global when, when I was younger. So I remember the Ebony experience. Well, uh, you know, what, what are the similarities and differences about breaking in back then versus uh, what you're seeing t- these days? There are no similarities. Um, it's totally different now. You know, it's like, uh, you know, one of these Tesla plants and they just, they just putting them out. <laughs> you know what I mean? They put the, <laughs> you know, different brands. Uh, it's like that now. Back then, um, you know, we were on the road. We were, you know, traveling around, you know, I call it on the job training. You know, we was watching guys work. We were trying to figure it out trying to understand the psychology of the crowd, what make the fans, you know, you know, tick, what make them work a certain way, you know, what they're going to, you know, what's going to motivate them, you know, and then you, you know, you, you only learned that from, you know, watching veterans go out there and do it. And then that light bulb go off and you go, wow, you know, okay, that's why, you know, they did that. So for me, um, you know, back then it was a totally um, a big difference in the way they do it now. But for me, uh, my training at my wrestling school, I'm not that far gone to understand that we are in a, a millennial age now. And uh, we got to understand that, you know, it's about these young people and, you know, what they do as well. So I try not to forget about what these young people do today and, uh, you know, what we did yesterday and to try to mesh it together and try to make it work. You know, just to, you know, so they'll know that, you know, I got my tool bag, you know, and I know which tool to use, you know, according to what job, you know, I'm, I'm doing, you know, so that's the way I try to teach them. And, and it's interesting, too, for me to see with NXT, sometimes you've got some of the veterans coming in like a Jinder Mahal or an Apollo Cruz or AJ Styles, I think, for a little bit there with Grayson Waller. So there still is that opportunity to pick the brains of what the veterans are doing and kind of watch their tendencies and stuff, too, to try to get better. Well, if they want to make it to the next level, you know, if they want to, you know, become Hall of Famers one day, they'll be wise, you know, pick the brains of those veterans that have gone you know, to that level. I always say uh, most great coaches, you know, they may not have won the ring, um, but but they've been on uh, on the team that you know have you know gotten to that next level, and so they know exactly what it means to make it to that next level. So I think I think it's important, you know, for guys like me to still be around. You know, I call call myself like the you know one of the you know last carpenters you know left in the business. You know, so I'm just still trying to you know lay down the foundation, and you know hopefully it's foundation strong. Anybody else you're looking at in NXT who's kind of standing out to you, maybe either either on the stand and deliver card or, or otherwise, who who you think people should uh, keep an eye on and uh, get familiar with? You know, there's three guys that uh, I'm really high on, and that's uh, J.D. McDonough, Ilya Dragunov, and Axiom. Axiom could be the next great math superstar. Uh, I know we got Dragon Lee here. 
now and some people have given Dragon Lee a lot of high praise, but this kid Axiom was definitely unbelievable. And JD McDonough, uh, they they don't come too many. They don't excuse me. Um, not too many come uh, um, better than this kid. He's 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 next level um, talent as well as Dragunov. Those those guys go out there and they really make you feel a certain way when you're watching them. So. I say uh, pay attention to stand to deliver because um, Dragunov and J.D. McDonough could steal the show. Anybody else you've seen up through your own promotion in reality of wrestling who, uh, who really has been standing out to you lately or, or people who have come through, uh, come through there either through your school or through or through your promotion? Oh, man, um, I'm just waiting uh, to see, uh, you know, Gino Medina get a shot. Nice. I'm, waiting on, I'm waiting on uh mysterious Q to get his shot, you know, uh, Brian Keith and, you know, the, you know, King of the underground waiting on him to get his shot. Um, you know, uh, um, Gigi, okay. You know, um, uh, Gigi Ray, I'm, I'm waiting on her to get her shot. Promise Braxton. She's, she's on the rise. Um, uh, and, and that's so much promise and promise Braxton. So it, it's a, it's a, a plethora of talent in reality of wrestling that's looking to, to come up. And uh, let's not forget about my, my young man, Zach Mason, Zach Zilla, Zach Mason. Uh, he's another one that I'm, you know, pushing to get to that next level. So it's a lot of my kids so ready to get to that next level. Very good. We'll have to keep notes on these and come back uh, in a little while and see where everybody's at. Um, <laughs> I love watching the way the talents are honored at the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, you're, you've been inducted twice, both solo and with Harlem Heat. I was in attendance at your first one in 2013 at uh, Madison Square Garden. What does it mean to you when you're on stage reliving your career and your life, or in the case of Harlem Heat, you and your brother together as a as a uh, as a unit? You know, um, I got a chance to uh, make that walk in 2013. Uh, as a singles and uh, my brother was there to you know induct me and uh, it was a great night for me it was a really great night for me I got a chance to thank the fans you know for that awesome awesome ride and uh, I think that's the one thing that you know so many of us you know you know didn't get a chance to do and it's so important to do I I think anyway Um, and then for my brother to have that moment to be able to thank the fans as well. You know, it was really, really cool. And I think more, more important than anything, I think that's what that night is all about. It's about us thanking the fans for uh, giving us this, you know, opportunity to perform in front of them for so long and for them, um, you know, uh, enable us, enabling us to live the way we did. Uh, one for them, it would be no us. It really wouldn't. So for me, that's what the Hall of Fame was about. Uh, as well as the uh, the independent fee ha- happened to go up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought your your bro- I thought your brother's introduction of you was was uh, was beautiful, and I thought your uh, your acceptance was it was fantastic too. It was really really great to be there to hear that, and then of course to see him honored again too was was pretty cool too um is there any moment in your career whether it was uh you know early on or wcw or wwe where i asked you about roxanne about her turn of the corner was there a moment in your career where you felt like okay i've i've turned the corner I'm, I'm i'm getting this a lot better than uh than i ever thought i would i felt that way from day one you know first contract i was offered was seventy five thousand dollars. that's more money than i made four years uh <laughs> 
previous. <laughs> so I was pretty happy just making that. Um, but I knew it was a whole lot more out there. Uh, but I, I knew uh, in order for that to happen, I had to be really, really good. I had to be extraordinary. Um, so I, I, I thought about being the best, you know, from the beginning. Uh, it was never a moment that I didn't feel like I was better than everybody in the locker room. It's just that I'm not saying that to brag or anything like that, but I, I always pushed myself to be the best. I always told myself I was the best and I always was willing to go out and prove that I was the best. And, and damn it, uh, if nobody else give me, you know, props or pat me on the back, I'll pat myself on the back as far as how good I was uh, to have made it through this, this game and to made it to such a high level. Um, uh, you have to really be focused. And for me, uh, for more than 20 years, I was laser focused. Um, so I, 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 the only way I can answer that is, like I say, from day one, I felt that way. Great, great. Uh, we're going to move on to something we call the three count now. It's going to be three quick questions and your answers. Uh, the first one is, what does shucky ducky quack quack mean to you? It means anything. You know, I mean, you can see a nice shiny new car rolling down the highway and you go shuck it, duck it, quack, quack. You know, you see a nice looking lady, you know what I mean? Uh, with a nice sundress on it, you shuck it, duck it, you quack, quack. You know what I mean? So it can mean anything, you know what I mean? All right. Uh, next question. With the exception of your King Booker run, your TNA run, and your WWE Originals track, you've had the same theme music for about 30 years. I guess the first question is, do you at least dig that song and if you had to come out to anything else on the radio what would it be um do i dig that song oh man i, do, I love that song uh, i picked that song uh, my brother and i we picked that song for a certain reason um we wanted people to be able to uh, you know identify you know Harlem Heat, not, it's just, you know, not just two black guys, not just, you know, guys that just listen to rap music or anything like that. We wanted everybody to be a, a part of, uh, you know, Harlem Heat. So um, I think um, that's why, you know, the music lasted for long, so long. I don't I don't think I really don't think we could have uh, did it. I know I couldn't have done it without that music. That music played a big role and um, who I was uh, for so many years still to this day. And uh, the second part of that question, what was it? If you had to come out to any other uh, song oh, uh, on the radio, what would it be? be uh, Tupac's uh, The Last One Left, but they can't play it on the radio. You get some sort of radio edit or something like that to, to make that happen. Did you, guys have, left, baby. did you guys have a – I'm trying to remember back. I don't remember at all. Did you guys have a theme? Is that any experience when you, when you did that? It was just like uh, some generic theme, you know. It was like some uh, techno, uh, like music. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember, it, you know, like so vividly to this day. It was, it was so not uh, Booker T and Stevie Ray. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, it I could, but it worked back then. It I, worked. I couldn't even remember. I remember seeing you guys, and I don't remember what the song was. And then finally, just the last question: You've had such a long, uh, illustrious career. Is there anyone uh, you just missed, or was before your time, who you would have loved to have faced? You know, it's only one uh, person I didn't work, and that was Shawn Michaels. I always hmm. thought Shawn Michaels was, you know, the best. You know, they they didn't call him Mr. WrestleMania for nothing. He was really that good. I always thought he was phenomenal. And uh, to not have gotten a chance to mix it up with Sean 
Michaels one-on-one in that square circle. Man, I missed out. I missed out, but that's the only guy. Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, I mean, you've crossed paths with pretty much everybody else uh, that you would have wanted to. Anybody you grew up watching that you would have uh, – that you feel like, okay, that would have been a pretty good uh, match. It's it's hard to do that with wrestling sometimes, the time and place, I know. Well, I mean, for me it's really hard because all those guys that I was, you know, wishing as a kid to actually work with, you know, one day I got a chance to work with them, you know, like, you know, Macho Man Savage, like, you know, Mr. Perfect, like, you know, Rick and the Dragon, Steamboat, like Ric Flair. I got a chance to get in the ring with all of those guys, you know, so uh, I think my bucket list was it was crossed off, <laughs> you know, in my yeah. young career. That's that's really great. Well, uh, Booker T, thank you so much for doing this today. Uh, we've got uh, you've got NXT on USA Network every Tuesday night, eight p.m. You've got uh, NXT Stand and Deliver coming up on uh, pay per view on uh, April first on WrestleMania Sunday, and of course, Reality of Wrestling out there in uh, Houston, Texas, for uh, people to check out. Thank you uh, so much for coming by today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Booker T. I'd also like to thank Chuck Kingsbury and Joel Zeitzer of WWE for help setting this up. And join us next week for another edition of Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. Conversations.